this is Tooth Be Toad. This is Dr. Walter Aka. And Dr. Kyle Dumpert. And we have a special guest today. I'm so excited about this. Um, so this gentleman is not a dentist, but he <laughs> has literally founded something that could revolutionize dentistry when it comes to looking for a job, when it comes to looking for assistance to come to your office, when it comes to looking for a hygienist to come to your office. A lot of th- people deal with temping agencies. But this is taken to the next level. We're actually going to use computers and technology. And Dennis, we're, we suck at this. We suck at basically moving to the, the 2000s and, and beyond. So we're going to have, we have uh, Trey uh, Tepichin. What's going on, brother? How are you doing, man? Doing well, doing well. Thank you, Walter and Kyle, for, for having me today. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to be on the podcast. Thank you. No, thank you for actually agreeing. I mean, this gentleman is the co-founder and uh, what I call you the CEO of uh, Cloud Dentistry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that's fine. Although, you know, don't don't expect too much from me. I, I try to keep the protection low. I'm sure it's a pattern. So, listen, listen. This gentleman is busy, and and so I mean, honestly, for you to give us a little bit of time, definitely appreciate you. Uh, you know, from my part, uh, when I came to Houston uh, in 2014. I actually started looking at temping agencies because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm getting my license. I'm looking to build my practice as a periodontist. But until that happened, I actually had to go to different offices and and basically ask them, hey, what about, are you looking for anything? Are you looking for anything? And then finally, I went to a temping agency. Sure enough, I had to go to one, two, three different temping agencies, interview with them just for them to give me uh, maybe one or two jobs in like three months. Right. And so that's that's what you basically eliminated. Trey, tell me more about this and tell me how does the whole cloud dentistry began? Tell me how you got to where you are right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like you said, I'm, I'm not a dentist. I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm a lawyer. So hopefully the audience won't hold that against me um, too much. I, I remember I was having a dinner with a buddy of mine. His name is uh, Reza and Reza's a dentist. Um, and he and I kind of, we hadn't talked in probably 10 years. We were, we were buddies from high school, but I hadn't seen him in like forever. So we're catching up over dinner. And over the course of the conversation, we get to this point where we're kind of having a friendly chest bumping match and we're arguing about who has a tougher job. Did, did I have a tougher job as a lawyer or did he have a tougher job as a dentist? <laughs> and, you know, both tough professions, you know, for sure. Right. And I kind of won, you know, he, he was telling me, look, dentists are in patients' mouths for most, most of the day. Then on top of it, they have to run their practice. But then to add insult to injury, kind of what you're talking about, the staffing it was just a huge problem. He said that in any given month, he was going to be short-staffed five or six days out of the month. And I asked him why this was, and he he shared a crazy statistic with me that as an outsider looking in, I thought wasn't real, but I since verified it. And he told me that over 50% of dental professionals are part-time or temporary workers. I was like, over 50%? That's crazy. So in addition to just dealing with standard human capital problems where you have someone has car trouble, someone's sick, someone's going on vacation, you just don't have a very loyal, steady workforce demographic. It's just the way it is. Um, so, you know, in any given month, he's going to have five or six days when he's short-staffed at least. And so I asked him, you know, what do you use? What, what do you do when, when um, someone calls in sick or someone quits on you and, and you, you need a, a, a replacement? And he told me there were really no good solutions. You know, kind of like what you were saying, Walter, there, there were the staffing agencies which are, you know, a very 1980s style model. He told me that for some of them, they only accept fax requests, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had to do um, that. They, they do won't it. look at it. So you, you, you fax in your request and then they, they send you someone, but they charge you, you know, a 35% markup on this person's rates. And then if you like working with the individual, they charge you these huge buyout fees, usually $5,000 or more, which is very antithetical to kind of, you know, the, the way the modern economy works. 
the other option that he had were, were, were job boards. So I'm sure you guys have used job boards before. You, you pay 200 bucks up front, you post a job, and then they dump you with like 100 random resumes. And a lot of these people aren't even dental professionals. They're people that work at Target or something. And you're like, this is not helpful. Right. And you have to play this game of cat and mouse of kind of chasing down these candidates and saying, hey, you know, are you free tomorrow by chance? And are you willing to travel out to my office? Right. So it's kind of a process. So it was through that conversation with Reza that and we kind of hatched this idea. And I, I kind of mentioned to Reza, like, you know, as an outsider looking in, I'm thinking, Reza, this is the era of the sharing economy. This is the era of the gig economy, right? This isn't anything new. It's not like we invented it. Uh, there's WAG for walking your dog. There's Instacart for grocery delivery. There's Airbnb. There's Uber. They're all over the place. And so I said, what, what, what would happen if we made a marketplace-style solution where you have a, a web and app-based portal where dental offices can go on they can find dental professionals in their area, see their profiles, see their reviews, send them messages using the app, and then book them for work assignments on demand. The same way you call an Uber, basically, but you're picking your picking a specific person. And he's like, wow, that would be amazing. And so it was on the heels of that conversation over dinner that, that I kind of just plunged in head first. I was like, hey, well, let's do this. I think it's a great opportunity. It seemed like dentistry had kind of lagged behind, especially on the tech sector. And so I said, let's let's just go for it. And, you know, I suckered Reza into it. So he and I put some money in. I suckered his, his, his buddy, TJ, that went to dental school with him. He's also a dentist. We put our money together and then we kind of just dove headfirst into the, into the waters. And the rest is history. Well, so how long has it been? Uh, when did your business start? Um, so we launched the, the, the beta version, I guess, of the product about three years ago. Um, and before that, we, we did a little bit of testing with kind of a friendly group of dentists to, um, you know, work out the kinks and, and, and get it working right. And when we first launched, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, it was, it was an abysmal product. <laughs> and I forget which, which, which founder, there's some founder that started one of these famous companies. Um, he, he, has a, he has a famous quote about how if, 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 if you launch, if you aren't embarrassed about the product that you launch with, then you launch too late. <laughs> so, you know, we were definitely, I was definitely embarrassed. So in hindsight, I think it was perfect timing for the launch, according to this other founder. That's awesome. Because um, at first, you know, I, I would actually meet with dental assistants at Starbucks for coffee. I'd invite them and say, hey, come meet me, meet me for coffee. I'm going to show you this platform. I'm going to get you onboarded. Kind of doing things that are very not scalable and get them to create their profile, walk them through the whole thing. And then on the other side, I'd meet with an office and say, hey, you need a dental assistant. Okay, cool. <laughs> come, to this, come to this platform, create your profile, and then book this dental assistant that I just met, had coffee with, right? So very, very <laughs> manual process of trying to get these two people to match on the platform and make matches happen. And then, you know, the office would send the request to the, to, to the assistant and the assistant would accept. And when we first launched, I kid you not, about 60% of the time, the booked professional would not show up. And I was wow. just pulling my hair out because wow. that's not the Uber experience, right? That's not what you want when you're, when yeah. you're marketing yourself as, as, as Uber. Um, and apparently that's the background failure rate. So like if these dental offices, and that's why the, the, the problem is so acute and so felt, because if, if you're a dental office and you book someone random from Facebook or Craigslist or a job board, you're going to have that same no-show rate, right? And so we went back to the drawing board and we gamified the whole thing. So, so now, you know, users earn, earn points for, for responding to messages quickly. They earn points for showing up to the appointments on time, for getting good reviews, um, there's penalties if they are late. If they no-show completely, they're suspended from the platform. We have training videos. We have mapping softwares. We have reminders to get them to the appointment on time. So all kind of a million little details that we put in place. And then we got the acceptance rate up to over 99%. So mm. like once you have a confirmed appointment, over 99% of the time, it, it actually is completed. 
And so once we unlocked that, that's when that's when we were really able to kind of take the take the product to prime time and start scaling that thing. Okay. Well, I want to say, uh, Dr. Dennis, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I know you want to, you know, say your beginning intro that you always say every single time. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. There it is. Okay. <laughs> That's all he contributes to the podcast. <laughs> That's, it. That's all he's got. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, uh, one thing that I, I wanted to know. So you're telling me that whenever you, you initially started, the the uh, assistant just wouldn't show up to the job. So the dentist is ready to go, and the assistant is just not there. Just not there. Yeah. yeah. Or, or the hygienist, whatever it was. Or yeah. the other side of the coin would happen too. That the office. You know, it's, it's a very common practice for offices if their if their patients um, patient list falls falls apart for the day, um, they cut the hours short for their hygienist, or they send the hygienist home early. Right. And you know, hygienists back in the day, they really didn't have any recourse. They were just like, okay, tough luck for me. I guess I only get four hours today instead of the eight I was planning on. But with cloud dentistry, we have a payment guarantee. Oh. And so you know, kind of, you know, if, if an office doesn't pay you, you just don't don't even take it up with the office. You tell us, we'll go ahead and pay you the money up front as a hygienist. So you, you're you're taking care of, and then we'll figure it out with the office afterwards. So wow. it's kind of good for both sides. Like, you know, the, the dental professionals have the security of knowing that they're going to get paid, and the offices have the security of knowing that the person's very, very likely to show up now, the way, now that we've implemented all those fixes. Okay, so as a, as a business owner, uh, if I need somebody to come in, can you explain the, the whole process of, you know, signing up for your app, uh, what kind of fees that I'm going to pay, uh, what all that looks like? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I like to think that we've really turned the whole staffing model on its head. So it's a freemium to premium model. So essentially, if you're a dental office that's looking for staff, either full-time or part-time, create your account with us. It's, it's free to create your account. And once you create it, you'll be able to immediately see all the dental professionals in your area. Like no job board lets you just see their database. Like you actually get to see everything, kind of like LinkedIn. Picture LinkedIn in your head. You get to see okay. pictures. You get to see their bios. You get to see their work history. You get to see their reviews, what other offices have said about them. And all this is part of the free stuff. You can also initiate messages to them. So we have an in-app messenger. Uh, we get way better response rates than when you email people or call people. People don't check their emails anymore. People definitely don't check their voicemails from unknown numbers. They're just like, delete. I know if I get an unknown voicemail, right. it's like, delete. I don't have time for that to listen to a two-minute voicemail from some random person. But if you have the cloud industry app as, an, as a hygienist and an office messages you, and you get that annoying red bubble on the app that says you have two, three unread messages, you're more, much more likely to check that. That's the way people communicate today. So you can initiate messages for free. Uh, you can post jobs for free. And then when you get applicants to your jobs or when you get responses to your messages, or if you want to book someone using the, using the on-demand booking feature, that's when you're prompted to upgrade to a paid plan. So you hit a paywall and then we're like, hey, we've demonstrated a lot more value than any job board or temp right. agency ever. So now, yeah, now you have to pay and kind of upgrade to a paid subscription. And we like to describe it as kind of the, the iTunes equivalent for, for for dentistry. So the same way you get unlimited music with iTunes with one flat subscription fee, it's the same model with us. You pay one flat subscription fee and you get unlimited temps, unlimited hires. You can try out as many people as you want on the platform. When you find the one that, that fits your office well and jives, jives with your culture and you want to hire them full time, you do it. And you don't pay us a single penny extra. There's no permanent placement fees. So we really have just kind of really turned the whole business model on its head relative to what staffing agencies used to do. What? Why did you decide to, on your website, uh, basically post how many people have applied, how many work assignments have been booked? Like, you're very transparent with all the numbers. Like, right. why? Is that necessary for, for, for that? Or is it just something that you're just like, you know, I just want to boast about this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, when, when, when we first had no numbers, it's definitely not a boardworthy thing. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have those stats on there. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, now that we ha- have a fair amount of utilization, it, yeah. I think it is a good selling point. And, and I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm not a dentist by trade, like I told you guys from the beginning. But and maybe you guys can kind of chime in on this. But in my experience, dentists are kind of a skeptical bunch. Yes. So when yeah. something new comes along, they're like, I don't know about this. Especially when it's when it almost sounds too good to, too good to be true. They're like, wait a second, it's free to create your account. Right. No, no, no markups on on, on the temps. No buyout fees. So like, what am I missing here? Like, I I don't know about this. This this seems like some scam from China. Right. How right? how are we going to get ripped <laughs> off? How are you going to get yeah, ripped so, off? So, so yeah, they're, they're just naturally skeptical. So when you put kind of validation numbers on there that say, hey, we've done these 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 bookings, we've done these messages, then people kind of warm up to it and and and, and sign up. Adds credibility. That's yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Yeah. So I'm wondering with the way uh, your platform is now, do you have is it more uh, dental assistants and dental hygienists compared to actual dentists that are temping? So I, I was surprised, actually. So hygiene is our most popular category, but second to hygiene, or it's almost a tie between assistants and dentists. So they're both very, very active on the platform. So we have a bunch of dentists that are constantly getting work assignments through through cloud dentistry. Um, and it's a very active platform across the board. So one thing that, that people are always impressed about when they log on to cloud industry is kind of the, when they, when they compare it to Indeed, which classifies its users using very broad units of time. So, so, so Indeed will say, hey, you know, this user logged in about a week ago or a month ago or three months ago. They're very, very broad units of time. People on our site, when we have, we, we measure the same units, but you'll, you'll see when you, when you go on there and, and look at the free version, you can, it shows you when the, when the people last logged on. And you'll see dentists, tons of them that logged on within, within the last 30 minutes. You're just like, wow, like this person logged in 30 minutes ago, five minutes ago, three minutes ago. Same thing with hygienists, same thing with assistants. So it's a, it's a very active platform across all user types. You know, now as a, as a dentist, um, when I was, anytime I worked at a new office, I'd have to kind of plan things out three months in advance because if they had a lot of insurance based patients, it would take three months to get me credentialed at that office so I could see those patients how does that work with your platform if you're bringing in a a temporary dentist if you need somebody next week or you know two weeks from now uh how how do you how does that dentist fit into that office with if they're heavy with insurance contracts yeah so each each office has to kind of review their own um internal policies on their own to see if it fits for them so i know some practices that are very medicare medicaid heavy it's probably not a good fit for bringing in dentists. It's still a good fit for hygienists and, and assistants. It's probably not a good, good fit for dentists. Um, so what we tell offices is, hey, you, you, you got to check your own policies and um, whatever the credentialing requirements are for your, for your insurers to make sure that it's going to comply. Oftentimes with dentists, the way it works is they'll come in and be listed as a treating dentist on, on, on the insurance, and the insurance is fine with that. Like There's a way to do it, is from what I understand. Okay. To to let outside dentists come in and and, and treat patients for the day, um, we also verify all the licenses ahead of time. So unlike flying blind on Indeed or a Craigslist or something, every single person on our site has a verified license. And when that license expires, we re-review them. And so you know you're, you you can book with confidence in knowing that you know all of these uh, professionals are verified dental professionals. Uh, what about um, malpractice insurance? Right. So that's another issue where I would say to the offices that they need to check with their own carriers 
Um, some professionals will carry their own policies and there's a badge that they unlock and it, it will be listed on their profile saying, hey, I have my own insurance. And so if, if, if you need someone that has their own, own insurance, you can search by that and book accordingly. Most dental practices that I've seen, their umbrella policies cover temp labor. But again, it's important for the offices, offices to check that. And if they don't have that coverage, then to only book the professionals that have that icon that says that they have their own insurance. When, uh, so for me, just thinking about this, um, if I was a new grad, I just graduated, we're going through this whole COVID situation, nothing seems to be permanent. This would have been the perfect time to really you know, use your platform. So are you noticing a lot more new graduates applying for your platform or is it just like a broad spectrum of new grads, you know, you know, uh, veterans like us, you know, O-heads. And then, you know, like just people are just like, you know what, I shut my office down, but I'm still looking to work as a dentist. Like, what are you noticing so far within the last yeah, what, so, two or three um, months? In the month of April, when things shut down entirely, it was, I think everything, everything was slow. Right. Even our platform was slow. Um, normally, on an annualized basis, we grow by about 100% year over year. So we have a pretty pretty high growth rate, over 100% year, year over year growth. Um, after April, for May, we just, it was a huge surge because to your point, like there were just so many people, so much displaced labor, so many work opportunities for offices opening up being like, hey, we have a huge backlog of patients. There's just massive, massive demand. So, so in a single month, we grew by about 45% just the month of May. And then the month of June, we're posting about another 40% growth. So it was, it was insane. I mean, COVID-19, I think this platform was built for this type of environment, honestly, where there's just a lot of displaced staff, a lot of offices that aren't ready to kind of necessarily, necessarily have a very bloated payroll. They want that flexibility and cloud industry provides that. Well, you can even look on in the stock, you know, the stock market and you'll see that, you know, temp, uh, companies like yourself, Zoom, Amazon, the, the, companies that use technology seem to just have excelled i mean beyond expectation you know what i mean so that yeah. that I, I don't understand why we're not doing more of that you know we even what got into teledentistry right yeah and i mean it, you know it, to me it's crazy and so when it comes to payments how does that work do the, do the dentists negotiate with the offices or how does that do you have a flat rate that the dentist accepts yeah that's a great question so i mean with uber and lyft it's basically a set rate. And we, we, we didn't want to do it that way. We wanted to really empower the dental professionals to be their own little businesses, so to speak, and, and, and empower their careers and, and their own success. Um, and since our site is, is, is profile centric, unlike Uber, like when you call an Uber, you're not picking an individual person. They just send you whoever they have. On our site, you're actually looking at profiles and picking an individual person. So we wanted to kind of empower the individual to, to take control of their own brand. So they set their own rates and on their on the on the profile when they when they go to set their rates, we post what the average is for the booked assignments in their area. So they have some kind of benchmark. So if they're like, hey, you know, the average for a hygienist in Houston, I'm just taking this up, and maybe it's around forty two dollars. Um, and they're fresh out of school, maybe they go a little bit lower than that, right? To get their first few, few appointments, build up some credibility on the site, and then they can they, then they can raise it. Maybe they're more experienced, or maybe it's spring break, right? During spring break, it's, it's high demand, and you see people bump their rates up. So it's a kind of a, it's a very dynamic marketplace from the pricing perspective, and and it, there really is something in there for everyone. Like some offices want someone with experience that's very plug and play. Other offices say, hey, we're willing to train. You know, if if, if we get a, some good savings, we're willing to take someone on that's fresh out of school at a lower rate. With so dentists, can... are they doing? Uh, are are you 
are most dentists doing a percentage of what they're producing because they're not in charge of their own schedule? Or are they getting a, a flat rate for the day uh, as far as payment goes? Sure. So we have two categories. So general dentists, um, they charge by the hour. So the flat hourly rate, and you're going to get your guaranteed pay for that day, uh, regardless of, of, of production. Uh, we have a category for specialists as well. And so if you're a dental specialist, that is going to be based on um, production. Okay. Huh. It's actually, wow. So you actually have a chance to make way more than the average, you know, uh, hourly that you would post post uh, under your profile. As a specialist, definitely. Would you, definitely. Would, you, would you transition that and do the same for general dentists or do you not see the demand for that? We haven't seen the demand for that. Yeah, most dentists have been very happy to just post their hourly rate and have, know that they're going to get paid that amount for, for temp labor. So I think there's, I don't know, I'm not a dentist, but you guys can maybe tell me, but I think a lot of dentists, it's not fully in their control, like how much production they get right. at, a, at an office that they're not experienced with and they don't know kind of what, what, how many patients they have stacked up for the day. There's a lot of variables that are outside of, outside of their control. And so they're like, hey, you know, I just want to know that I'm getting, I'm getting my fair pay for the day. Right. And I actually agree with you because I, when I was temping, most of the time, all I would do is just sit there and do hygiene checks. They just needed a, a dentist in the, in the office so that the hygienist could work. To you work, know right. I mean? right. Yeah. So basically, if I did that and I did, you know, got paid on what I did, it would be really minimal, It'd probably be like $20 an hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, we know that the average dentist is getting like $76 an hour. You know, um, but again, yeah, I would, I would have actually gone for the, the flat rate, you know, give me a, yeah. give me a daily and I'm happy with it. Exactly. Exactly. But as a specialist. Oh no. Oh no. As a specialist, I'm definitely going for what I'm making because I mean, if I'm like, for example, as a periodontist, if I'm placing an implant, that's a, that's a, you know, uh, very high return, right? Um, right. It takes me 30 minutes to an hour to place an implant. That's probably two, three thousand dollars. So a percentage is that of that is what I'm collecting. I'm not going to do hourly for that at all. You know, absolutely. Yeah. So you, yeah. What your model makes sense to me. Yeah, right. and, and as a general dentist, when I would temp at somebody's office, you don't have that patient trust. As a specialist, I, if I'm bringing a specialist into my office as a general dentist, that trust is there, saying to the patient, "Look." Uh, I have a specialist coming in. They're going to do the root canal. They're going to do the perio stuff. You're you're in great hands. Yeah. But if I'm bringing in a general dentist and trying to convince that patient, hey, uh, let's have this general dentist prep, you know, four or five teeth on you, and you're never going to see him again. That that's a little bit harder sell for a, one the patient and two yeah, me that. me as the the owner dentist. If something goes wrong with that, uh, and I gotta to fix it afterwards, that you know that patient has lost the trust in the office. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely, and we we, we partner with a company um, called Synergy Specialists to help uh, the specialists on our platform maximize their production. So we, what we found is that when we first launched, the specialists would get booked, they show up, and you know they didn't have enough patience to make the day as lucrative as they wanted it to be. And so then you know we're we're a platform business. We don't want to get into the business of micromanaging um, individual appointments and kind of making sure that the patients are set up and everything else. Um, so we partner with a company called Synergy Specialists, and that's what they do. And so, you know, most of our specialists will team up with Synergy to um, make sure that they're getting really good production for the day when they get booked booked through our site. Nice. Now, for what's your reach? Um, 
I guess, what are you just in cities? Are you across the in specific states? Are you across the country? I'm in a, a small town. So what what is the reach of your platform as of right now? Yeah, so, I mean, we, we want to be national within the next year or so. We're, we're, we're growing very quickly. But we've we've taken a disciplined approach, so it's it's kind of the same approach that Uber took in terms of kind of going with city by city. I don't know if you guys followed followed the Uber story much, mm-hmm. but um, did you guys ever, ever hear the company called Rideshare by chance? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So so you guys are pretty pretty in the know because mo- most people when I ask them that question, they're like, no, I never never even heard of Rideshare, and it's Rideshare's own fault <laughs> because <laughs> they were actually the the first mover right. in, in the market for the rideshare technology. They, they were first out of the gate, but they kind of took this shotgun approach and they spread out across the entire nation. And they had maybe, you know, one, two, 3% in every city in the U.S. And they're like, oh, we're doing great. We're doing great. And then Uber came along and, and copied what they were doing and said, hey, we're, gonna, we're just going to dominate San Francisco. We're going to get 100% market share in San Francisco. And that's what they did. They, they, they did that. And then they went to L.A. And then they kind of slowly, one city at a time, just smashed yep. all their competitors. Because it's a network play, and that's what people don't appreciate: is that is, is that there's massive power in having a big network behind you. And once you have that big network, it's it's game over. It's really hard to compete against you. And so Rideshare kind of lost that battle. And so we've been pretty disciplined about it. We're saying, hey, we're going to focus our resources on a city by city approach, conquer those cities to where we have a big enough network to where we're insulated from competition, and then go to another city. So right now we're biggest in Houston, um, Dallas, Austin. San Antonio, um, Denver, Chicago, Atlanta, Los Angeles. We're pushing into New York, Boston, um, Miami, the Carolinas, kind of focusing on the larger metro areas to start. And then, you know, as we get those areas under our jurisdiction, then we'll, then we'll keep expanding from there. Dr. Dumper could be the first from Bedford. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think you want to waste your resources on the small towns just yet. <laughs> Probably going to hit Philly and Pittsburgh. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, Dumper is like Dr. Dumper. It's not on our uh, current launch plans. <laughs> That's probably good. Yeah. <laughs> good for your business, anyway. Wow. When when it comes to um, you know, you you always have to talk about safety, right? Because you're able to. Uh, reach out and, and text and, and message people, right? What do you do when it comes to just being safe with uh, making sure that people's privacies are being uh, upheld and, 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 you know, people just aren't being creepers on there? You know, right. There are creepers on there. I mean, we have a number of features where, for example, um, if a hygienist gets booked by dental office and um, she doesn't have a good experience with that office and doesn't want to, be booked by that office again, or even be visible to that office, she can hide her profile relative to that office alone and kind of just shadow ban that office, so to speak. Nice. Oh, so it's um, like Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. um, there's also uh, on, on the website itself, unlike LinkedIn, where you can see first, first and last names on our site, you only are able to see first names. Mm. So we limit the amount of contact information you get from the professionals. Um, so we take you know some precautions along those lines right. to kind of ensure people's safety. Um, and like I said, we also verify all the licenses. Every office that signs up that wants to book professionals, we we have um, one of our um, client success uh, representatives actually call the office, the, the, the number that's listed online to make sure that it's a verified office, that it actually has a Google business address and that it is a verified dental office as well. So on both sides of the transaction, you're, you're, you're dealing with only verified users. 
as people people that are using your platform, both offices that are looking for temps and people putting themselves out there for temp work, what percentage would you say are looking uh, strictly to stay as a temp position versus using your platform to try and find that, I guess, forever job or a more, a more permanent location, whether it's uh, an employee trying to find a job or the dental office trying to find a permanent employee? Sure. I mean, I think the holy grail for almost everyone on the platform is they want to have at least three, four days of stable work, like someplace that they call their home. I think people want that. I think the realities of the, the demographics are such that it's just, that's just not the way it is. Um, you know, a lot of these dental professionals, they're, they're in it for a couple of years. They're, they're oftentimes second um, income earners, especially the hygienists and the assistants. And, um, you know, they'll be loyal for an office to an office for maybe a year and then they're going to they're going to bounce to something else. Um, and that's just the way it is. And so, you know, what, what I tell people is the cool thing about the platform is that you get access to talent that you wouldn't normally get access to. So a lot of dental offices, I don't know why this is. Maybe, maybe I, I, don't, I should ask you guys or maybe resident or TJ would know that most dental offices are open four days out of the week rather than five. We're lazy. We're lazy. Yeah. We're very, very lazy people. <laughs> I, I was going to give a more charitable explanation. No, no, we're just we're just incredible. Tea time on Friday is six a.m. <laughs> we golf. We golf a lot. Even when if, even when we're not good at it, we golf a lot. Yeah. So, um, and, and and it's different from office to office. Like some offices are like Tuesday, Friday. Some are some are Monday, Thursday. Some some take Wednesday off. It's, it's just all it's all over the place. And so a lot of the the hygienists and assistants on our platform are people that have full time ish jobs. Mm-hmm. But they have kind of these fractional units of labor that they've not been able to monetize. And so now they can. And so what I tell offices is, is, is look, if, if you're only looking at job boards, no offense to people on, on the job boards, but it's going to be people, it's going to be people that are fresh out of school or it's going to be people that got laid off from their jobs for some reason or another, which probably is not the best pick out there. On our site, you get access to talent that has a job. They're willing to put two or three days up, up per week on the platform you get exposure to them and you can be the one of the ones that recruits them away to a better practice, right? So it's almost like this is your chance to get out there and recruit better professionals. Okay. So you're, you're putting the power in the employee's hands and uh, my making me have to potentially pay somebody a little bit more for some better talent. <laughs> Retention is not, not, not our forte. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole separate problem to solve, and it's not something that we that we work towards. We we take the demographics and kind of the, the high turnover as a given, and we're like, right. okay, given that issue, what's the best way to equip yourself to get the best talent out there? Are, are front desk front desk admin on your platform also? They are, yes. Okay, hmm. awesome. When it comes that to you I, said you said reviews, we talked about reviews, right? How do you verify and make sure that someone's just not an angry person, just trying to badmouth an office, or the office is just not, you know, mad at the hygienist or assistant and just wanted to be jerks about the reviews that they actually put on there? Yeah, I mean, the, the reality about reviews is that um, no matter how good your company is, or no matter how good you are as a professional, you're going to get bad reviews, right. like. Cloud Dentistry, we have lots of Google reviews. We have lots of Facebook reviews. Almost all of them are five stars. But every now and then, you get one one person that's like, man, I want to stick it to Cloud Dentistry for whatever reason. Yeah. One star mm-hmm. review. And I think in, in in our era, people people get that. They say they say, okay, like we take everything with a grain of salt. You know, we 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 look at it kind of more holistically. 
And so that's the, that's the advice that we give to the professionals is, is if you get deemed with a bad review, don't, don't let it be the end of the world. That's number one. Number two is the only people that can leave you reviews are people who have actually worked with you through a confirmed booking on the platform. So it's not like someone random is ever going to come out and just start giving you random bad reviews because there's some kind of personal vendetta. That's number two. And then number three, we do have an escalation process. So if someone feels like they were definitely treated unfairly, they can escalate it to us and we will do an investigation. Most of the time, though, because we want the reviews to be accurate and helpful to the community, we, we let them stand. But if someone's being clearly disparaging or talking about stuff that has nothing to do with their medical medical competencies, uh, we will we will review we will remove those types of reviews. Gotcha. I got to say, I really love the idea of your platform, and I I, yeah. I hope it continues to grow to the point where you do get into smaller areas or Kyle wants you to pick come up pick up from Pittsburgh or something <laughs> because the the few times that I've had to you know, post on a job site. And like you said, I I've had 10 or 12 people that apply for it that have zero dental experience. And mm -hmm. it's a, a very tough thing to find good talent in, in dentistry. Uh, if you're not in uh, a big area that, right. um, so no, I, I, I really, really like what you're doing and I'm, I'm really hoping it's going to continue to grow for you. Well, thank you. And, and when I tell people, even in the smaller areas, is that this type of platform grows organically, and 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 that's why we, that's why we made it a freemium model. So what I would I would say is go ahead and create your profile, even if it's not in an area where we have a strong presence. Create your profile, and you could be surprised. Maybe there's one person there. You, you only you only need one, right? And maybe there's right. one person. You find one profile. And you're like, hey, let me reach out to this person and, and, and book this person. Uh, it won't it won't be kind of as robust as it is in Houston, where you have like you're like a kid in the candy shop. You have thousands of choices. Right. Um, but create your free profile. And then that way, as people sign up in your area, you'll get notified. You'll get first dibs on them. There's really no downside to everyone having a profile, whether you're a dental office or a dental professional. You should just get your profiles created. So let me ask a question about um, – so corporate dentistry, it's growing, right? I think we're they're up to, what, 20 25% of dentistry. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, you can look at the number for 2020. Um, but have you started working with them? Because I mean, God knows that their turnover rates are incredibly high. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing I'm throwing shade, but it's the truth. Their their turnover rates, especially for front office assistants, are incredibly high. They, you can even I mean, they they tell they can say that you know that themselves. So, have you started working or reaching out to, or have they reached out to you? Uh, because I would feel like your platform would be the most ideal. It'd be like like you said, it would be like a, an amusement park for them because now they can actually get some quality um, professionals to come work at their offices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we have, we have a number of the large dental service organizations that, that use our platform. And the feedback that I've gotten is that it's been a complete game changer for them. So a lot of, the, a lot of these DSOs, they would have a team of maybe eight, nine, 10 in-house recruiters. Mm -hmm. Full-time job was to handle all the temp assignments, all the permanent assignments across all their offices. I mean, it's just kind of a massive undertaking when you think about it without, without technology. And then when they found out about cloud industry, they said, wow, okay, not only are we going to onboard our own staff to this platform, because it's just that easy to, 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 to move everything around and, and book people. But then if we, do, if we don't have anyone from our own network, we can, we can go to the public network and book people there too. They loved it. And a lot, a lot of these DSOs, um, you know, I feel bad for the recruiters. Uh, I don't like it when people lose jobs, but they, they cut eight, nine other recruiters. They have one recruiter, maybe two recruiters using cloud industry to service 
400 dental offices. So it's a, it's, it's a game changer, definitely a game changer. One, one more uh, logistics question just popped into my head. For people that are uh, getting paid or looking for employment, are they getting paid by the dental office? You, you had mentioned that you guys would guarantee something if their day fell apart. Uh, how is that set up as far as who are they getting a W-2 from for dentists? Are they independent contractors? Are they employees? Yeah, it's, it's a great question and one that's surrounded with a lot of controversy, not just in dentistry, but in any gig, gig economy <laughs> setting. So, yeah. right. um, so the default rule is that they are independent contractors. Um, okay. Uber has been fighting this battle and, and we'll continue to fight this battle. We will, once we get bigger, probably, you know, have our own um, issues we have to deal with. I think in our case, though, we, we have an even stronger position than Uber does for, for independent contractor classification. And it's it's kind of a very gray area of the law. And so when I got into this and started asking, asking people about it, I would get two extreme versions of the story. There would be some dental offices that would insist to me and say, hey, they can always be treated as independent contractors. Of course, you can, independent, you can, you can 1099 a hygienist. Of course, you can 1099 a dental assistant. And then you ask some, some of the hygienists and some of the assistants, you even ask, ask some of the schools. And they say, oh, no, it's completely illegal. You can never, ever 1099 someone. And of course, the truth lies somewhere in the middle, right? It's, welcome it's, it's, to, it's, yeah, welcome it's, to dentistry. Yeah, yeah. As a lawyer, when I would hear these two answers, both of them very, very extreme, it was, it was a little bit like nails on a chalkboard for me because I'm just like, uh, like, I can tell neither one, of, neither one of these answers is right. And so I, you know, I dug into it, got the, one of the top regulatory law firms to, to look into it for me as well. And it, it's in most jurisdictions, it's a 20-factor test that... Um, kind of really de- depends on the, the, the totality of the circumstances. And the way we designed the cloud industry platform was such that it really favors those 20 factors in, in terms of the 1099 classification. So, you know, the users are setting their own rates. There's no long-term contracts through our site. Um, they choose how far they want to travel. So they set their own travel radius and we use geofencing. They set when they want to work. Um, you know, they, they're responsible for their own um, training, their own uh, gas to get to, the, to get to the, the assignment. I mean, all these different factors add up to them being an independent contractor, especially for shorter term assignments. Now, if the office starts using the platform outside of its intended use, so it's kind of like Napster, right? Like people, if they, if they use it wrong, it can be illegal, right? And so if the office is basically saying, hey, I want to convert all my W-2s that I have now into 1099s. I'm going to book them all through cloud industry every single day of the month for six months straight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now they're using the, the platform inappropriately and they're probably not on the right side of the law to classify them all as 1099s. Um, so going back to, your, to, to, to what you were asking, Kyle, um, in terms of like who actually handles the payment, we have two options. One is for the dental office to handle the payments themselves to the dental professionals. That is, that is an option offices have, although we, we counsel against it because the, the, it just kind of creates more exposure for the office. Or they can have us handle the payments to where it really is like the Uber experience. The professional shows up, they do the work, they leave. Um, we move money from one account to the other, and it's really kind of hands-off, hands-free. We issue the 1099s. So it's kind of an extra buffer between the office and the IRS or any other regulatory agency that might come sniffing around. At least we're the ones issuing the 1099s. It kind of provides an extra layer of protection. Of course, there's no guarantee in this environment. I mean, you, but that's we, we try to make it as as um, as safe for the offices as possible. Are you taking an additional fee out if you're doing that pass through of the money? Um, so we don't charge any any percentages um, because we want we really want everything that, that that the dental professional earns to be their money. 
Um, but we do have to charge a small admin fee, basically just sure. to cut the cost of moving the money from one account to the other. So our, our vendor Stripe, we have we use Stripe Connect to move that money and they charge us money. So we basically pass through that cost to the offices. Okay. And generating the 1099. Right. I mean, I... I don't know. I I think this is this is amazing. I really do think that what you're going to do is is help a lot of people, uh, especially new grads. I really keep thinking back to new grads and new, you know, and thinking, okay, before you get permanent, you have to kind of explore and find out what offices, what kind of offices you like to work in, right? Right. And so you're not so wishy-washy and you just spent like, you know, six, you know, three months here and then your guarantee runs out and you go somewhere else, at least with this you get to kind of see different places and, and say, Absolutely. you know, I like this and I like this and I like this without one making a mess of an office after you leave, you know? So I Absolutely. actually, I think this is, this is incredible. Um, thank you. I honestly, when I say thank you for coming on, I really do appreciate it. I think you've given us an insight to basically using technology and dentistry because we talk a lot about that. It's not just a laser. It's more than, <laughs> it's more than that. And, and we definitely appreciate you coming on to just educate us about, and our listeners about uh, cloud dentistry. Uh, I'm going to leave you with the last word. Um, if you had to sum up what cloud dentistry is and how it can benefit uh, the dental profession, how would you go ahead and do that? Yeah, so I mean, I think from what what, what you guys have heard, it's, it's it's an online and web an app and web based marketplace where dental offices can message and book dental professionals on demand. Um, what I tell people is, look, it's a freemium model. There's no harm in creating your account. It breaks my heart every time an office spends money on a job board or with a temp agency and they and they don't have an account with us. I'm like, guys, use us as your first line of defense. It's free to look at the staff in your area. It's free to see their reviews. It's free to read their bios. It's free to see their pictures. If after looking at our site, you're like, hey, I don't see anyone I want to work with, then yeah, by all means, go post a job on a on a job board. Go talk to a temp agency. But use us as a, as a, as a first line of defense because it really is, um, you know, a, a modernized way of of, of of getting staff. It's ninety percent more cost effective than temp agencies. It's faster. It takes minutes to book someone rather than hours, and we have higher quality people because of the peer reviews, holding people accountable. I feel like I'm sitting on an episode of Shark Tank, and you're, you're, pitching, you're pitching this to me, and I'm like, I'm in. I'm ready to buy in. Like, this just sounds like a dream come true to me. So thank you for sharing this for everybody. Absolutely. It's, it's been a pleasure. I, I feel honored to have been included. Thank you. No, I couldn't have said it better myself. Let's end it there. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate everybody coming on. All right. Yeah, Take care. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentist with an S at gmail.com. That's realdentist, R-E-A-L, dentist with an S at gmail.com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.